Welcome to the All Dogs Are Good Dog podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Dick from Pack Leader Health, and today we're going to be making sense of dog behavior and dog training for the everyday dog person. Welcome back to another episode of All Dogs Are Good Dogs. I'm your host, Brianna Dick, and today we're going to be talking about my dog listens to me sometimes and working around our dog's problems. This is something that comes up in my everyday practice. I'm sure for a lot of other trainers, this comes up for them as well, where an owner will say, my dog listens to me sometimes, or sometimes they react to a person, or sometimes they whine in the crate, or sometimes they'll sit. And that's what I'm going to be focusing on in the beginning of this episode. If you have any questions or concerns, or you just want to comment to me about the podcast, please feel free to shoot me a DM at PackLeaderHelp, or shoot us an email at PackLeaderHelp at gmail.com. All right, let's get into it. So the beginning of this episode is owners who often say that their dog is listening to them sometimes. I hear this probably four or five times a day at every single session that I'm at where owners are telling me that, you know, their dog's pretty good or they're pretty good on leash or they're pretty good in the crate or they're pretty good on place, but occasionally they'll listen or occasionally they don't listen. And why is that? Why do dogs sometimes listen to us and sometimes they just sort of blow us off? When someone says, sometimes my dog does this, what that says to me is that sometimes you reinforce it. Or or another thing, which is your dog's actually just confused and they don't really know the rules um, or they don't really know that rule very thoroughly. So when you get sometimes your dog is listening, it's, it's your job to investigate and figure out why is it only sometimes? What pattern or what am I doing prior to that behavior that's creating a sometimes? Because more often than not, what I find is that owner doesn't follow through every single time. I'll give you an example, uh, like leaving leaving your house and your dog sometimes sits and relaxes and other times they just want to rush through. What I see is sometimes that owner is having like a good day, they got up at the right time and they need to, they have the availability to put their dog into a sit and wait until they're a little bit more calm before they walk outside. Other mornings they have shit to do, they have emails to get to, they need to get to work and they don't have the time to reinforce that behavior so they rush out the door. Or uh, I see this with place where your dog's like, well, sometimes my dog will stay on place. Sometimes they won't. Sometimes you reinforce place. Other times you're pretty lax about when they get off place. And that's going to create inconsistent behavior because your behavior is inconsistent. You are not reinforcing that consistently with your dog. So anytime you say that your dog is doing something sometimes, that should be a light bulb moment for you to figure out Where am I not consistent in this? Where am I not reinforcing it with a reward or a correction? Do I need to go back to basics and solidify what this behavior is supposed to look like every single time? Because when you half-ass like a command like place or recall or anything like that, recall is another big one where my dog is like, my dog will come back to me sometimes. Well, you need to reinforce it every single time with a long line and with food until your dog is consistently coming back to you. You can very easily wean out the sometimes dog by you not being a sometimes owner, by you reinforcing that. And you might be asking, well, how do you reinforce it? A couple of examples would be like recall. If my dog, if I am not sure that my dog is going to come back to me, I'm going to make sure by putting on a long line on them and I'm going to be using treats to reward them when they come back to me. So 
Um, you know, my dog is hanging out with another dog in an off-leash area, but I have my dog on a long line. I tell them come, they don't come. I wean them back in, uh, on the long line. And then I reward them when they come back to me. And I'm going to reinforce that every single time until I'm a hundred percent positive that my dog is going to come back to me without that physical reinforcement or with place. If you are distracted and you can't reinforce place, then your dog should probably be in a crate because you send a mixed message to your dog, which is sometimes I'm going to hold you accountable and keep you here. And that's the rule. If I say stay or if I say place, you have to stay there. Other times you're allowed to get off whenever you want. That inserts confusion, which inserts anxiety. And then again, anxiety creates a host of other issues. So when we really pick apart our day and we get a little bit more specific Um, and we zoom in on our interactions with our dogs, I think it's very easy to see that we are the ones being inconsistent with our reinforcers, whether it's, again, like physical pressure, like a leash or a reward. You want to make sure those are being consistently reinforced. Um, A fun drinking game, potentially, for this podcast is every single time I say reinforced, take a shot. You will be drunk in the next three minutes. So I get a lot of questions about dog behavior, obviously, every day. And this is going to be a podcast that's relatively short and sweet. I want to talk about owners who work around their dog's problems. Because every single owner I have ever met, in some way, shape, or form, has been working around their dog's problems. Well, my dog resource guards, so I don't give them that resource anymore. My dog rushes the door, so we just keep him outside or we greet people outside. None of those things are inherently wrong when you're in the management stage. But if your dog is staying there, that signifies something wrong. If your dog is nervous of something like the vacuum and you're like, well, we just put him away while we vacuum. Or he didn't like the sensation of the place bed. So you just didn't put him on the place bed. You working around your dog's problems is about as good as you not going to the doctor or the emergency room after you've broken a leg. Um, It's not going to get better. (laughs) In fact, it'll probably get worse. I think owners, when I meet them, they have altered, whether it was an intentional or not, they have altered their life to work around their their dog's problems. Well, I just can't bring this dog around, or he has to be crated, or he just has to be unleashed, or we just don't do that anymore. We just stopped walking him because he was reactive. Whatever the excuse might be, I have empathy and sympathy for an owner who is struggling with behavioral problems with their dog, but there is nothing in your dog's behavior that's not connected to another part of their behavior. No behavior exists in a vacuum. They have not compartmentalized behavior and it's not, you know, connected. If your dog's reactive on leash, it matters that you work them through things that make them uncomfortable in the house. If your dog doesn't like thunder or different noises or your dog is scared to get into the car, that is absolutely related to your dog's reactivity on the walk. And you might be saying, how? This is just your relationship. You either work your dog through discomfort or you don't. So by working around those problems that you do have control over, especially things in the house, you are missing endless opportunities to work your dog through things that make them uncomfortable, scared, nervous, reactive, aggressive. Um, You know, a lot of times people will say, well, my dog is dog reactive or my dog is human reactive. And the, the short answer is no, your dog is just reactive. 
I've never met a dog who is reactive to just one thing. They're reactive to the door. They're reactive to a trash can. They're reactive to a noise. Their, their reaction might look a little bit different depending on what it is, but you have a dog who's in reaction mode and you have to pinpoint all of the small things during your day-to-day life that are creating that. You need to develop a relationship with your dog where you are valuable to them. You become valuable to a dog when you work them through something that scared them or made them uncomfortable. So if your dog doesn't like the place bed or your dog um, doesn't like getting in the car, your dog doesn't like to go over grates or your dog is scared of grooming or the vacuum or I've had dogs scared of like kitchen stuff, anything. I mean, I'm listing off a whole bunch of things here. But these are all things that you need to work on your dog with. They should be 100% good with everything in the house before you start expecting them to be good outside on the walk. And I cannot reiterate that enough. I stress this every single day. And maybe you're hearing a little bit of frustration in my voice, but it's because I care. Stop looking at the symptom, your dog's reactivity or separation anxiety or general anxiety and thinking that by focusing on that big behavior that you are going to address it. That's not what you need to be focusing on. If you tell your dog to sit and they don't sit, if you can't get your dog to lay down on command, if you can't get your dog to move out of the kitchen, if you can't take food from your dog or tell them leave it or out, You have a piss poor relationship with your dog that you have to work on and you cannot keep holding them to this expectation that they should listen to you outside when they don't even listen to you in the home. So we have to start there. We have to stop working around our dog's behavioral problems and thinking that they're not a big deal. I think for many owners, they just don't understand how much of a big deal the small things are. But I think if we just slow down and stop for a second, that's just common sense, right? With any big issue, whether it's your health or it's with money or it's with anything in life, it is always the small things that add up to the bigger things. I often will talk about like cheating, cheating in a relationship. It wasn't just the cheating. Cheating is usually a symptom of insecurity or fear of rejection or, um, you know, lack of intimacy, but it's still, I mean, typically it's related to that person being insecure about themselves and then they have to go out and do that. And obviously I'm not a therapist, But I think anybody, any therapist that I know that I'm friends with or that I've seen, they just talk about it being a symptom of a bigger issue. And when we look at, well, yeah, I kind of ignored my partner there or, you know what, I hadn't been working on myself. I've been, um, you know, just not doing the things that really make me happy right now. That doesn't make me feel good about myself. And we take a look back and we start to see you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. all of these little things that added up to this big behavior. And that's what I'm challenging owners to do. It is incredible to me that someone will call me and say, I want to work on my dog being reactive to other dogs. And I'm like, well, can you throw a piece of food in front of your dog and tell them leave it and have them leave it? And the, and the dog can't. And I'm like, what? These expectations for our dogs are mind boggling. They're absolutely wild. Let's start small. Let's start really small first and see what we can get there before we hold our dogs accountable for something that we're not even willing to hold ourselves accountable for. Um, so I appreciate anybody who's listening and can hear my message through all of this and is just taking the time to really be a little bit more methodical and mindful about your day-to-day interactions with your dog. Nothing is small. And if it is small, then if you can't master the small things, let's give our dogs a little bit of grace about the big things. 
if you can't put your dog into a down and have them hang out there, this expectation that they should just be totally calm, cool, and collected when somebody comes in the house um, is unfair. And I want to make sure that whatever I'm doing with the dog is fair. And I want to make sure the owner has the tools in order to get there. So to reiterate everything that I chatted about today, this short and sweet PSA, if you have a dog who listens to you sometimes, you have an owner who's reinforcing it sometimes. And we shouldn't be working around our dog's fears, hesitations, or behavioral issues. If there's anything your dog is uncomfortable with, that should be a light bulb moment for you and say, I need to work my dog through this. If you're unsure how to work your dog through this, we take virtual sessions and I'm happy to work with you. Or I can refer you maybe to someone I know in the area, hire a professional who's focused on relationship building, not just obedience, not compulsion training, not just positive reinforcement only training, get somebody who is in the middle and can help build your confidence and build your dog's confidence. Thank you so much for listening. If you're interested in learning more about my approach, please head to YouTube and go to Pack Leader Help or go to TikTok and Instagram at Pack Leader Help. I hope you guys have a phenomenal week.